0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Patriot Herald Podcast. On today's show, we have a lot to talk about. A January 6th commission, the new ATF director, the rise on attacks on Jewish Americans, not from the right, but from the left. and then we will talk about the coronavirus and the Wuhan lab. The GOP blocked a commission to have a to have a January 6th commission. Now, a January 6th commission wouldn't be awful seeing as we need to know why Nancy Pelosi didn't reinforce police even when she had been asked multiple times to reinforce police before January 6th. We, need, we should know why officers let people into the Capitol building and why officers were taking selfies with people on January 6th if they really were not supposed to be there. We need to know why Ashley Babbitt was shot when she was unarmed. We need to know all those questions and answers to all those questions. However, that is not what we're going to get out of a January 6th commission. It's a good thing the GOP blocked it. It would have been a partisan attack on Trump. And Republicans in general. Moving on to the attacks on Jews, not from the right, but from the left. Right before we talk about this, I want to talk a quick segment on Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now, I. Don't agree with her statement on masks, and I don't think anyone can agree with comparing masks to the Holocaust. However, Democrats call people Nazis and even compare Donald Trump to Hitler. And they did it nonstop for four years. They still call people Nazis. Why are the left, the socialists, the democratic socialists, Why are they allowed to call people Nazis when they are the National Socialist Party? Why are they allowed to call people Nazis and Republicans, agree with them or not, are not allowed to use comparisons to Nazis or Hitler? Even though the elite definitely are acting like the Nazis or the beginnings of the Nazi movement. Alexandria Ossio-Cortez and the squad led attacks on Israel and Jews. Alexandria Ossio-Cortez said in a tweet, Blanket statements like these with little context or acknowledgement of what precipitated the cycle of violence. Namely, the expulsions of Palestinians and attacks on Al-Aqsa dehumanize Palestinians and imply the U.S. will look the other way at human rights violations. It's wrong. Now, let's get this straight. The Israelis, after a court battle, evicted two Palestinian families. These Palestinian families had not paid rent in over 70 years. I don't care what country you're in. If you haven't paid rent for 70 years, you don't belong there. I don't care what race you are, what religion you are, what family you come from. If you haven't paid rent in 70 years, you should not be living where you are. A couple Jewish people had recently bought houses, bought the houses, and wanted their money. They refused. And so the Jewish courts evicted them. Then the media tried to frame Israel as the people at fault. As mosques were stormed by Israeli police. When in fact, Muslim men were throwing rocks and other projectiles at Jews that is what caused the Jewish police to go into the mosques in the first place. It was not just an attack on unarmed people in a place of worship. Omar, another wonderful representative, said Israeli airstrikes are killing civilians in Gaza. It is an act of terrorism. Let's be clear. Shooting rockets into heavily populated areas of Israel is terrorism. Hamas is a terrorist group. Omar goes on to say, Palestinians deserve protection. Unlike Israel, missile defense programs such as Iron Dome don't exist to protect Palestinian civilians. It's unconscionable to not condemn these attacks on the weak of Eid. Here's the thing. Another thing that the media is pushing is that Israelis were just killing random children. That also is not true for the most part. In any time rockets are being shot, people are going civilians are going to be hit, especially when Hamas is fighting from a civilian neighborhoods, and civilian areas, densely populated areas, and shooting into Israeli popu- heavily populated areas. If you shoot from a heavily populated area, you're going to be, and the Israelis try to shoot back. Then some civilians are going to be killed. The other thing is, Muslims, especially when ISIS was around, but Muslim groups of terrorists love to use children. As suicide bombers and to run attacks because they know that Western civilizations do not like to kill children. They send the young children across to their death. Israel on their border has snipers specifically to take out threats such as those. It's the hard truth of, for Israel. They get attacked by children So it is unfair to say that all children killed in the rocket fire, though unfortunate, it is unfair to say that those were all just because Israel missed their targets or they were the only people near Hamas's area where they were fighting. The other thing is, Muslim terrorist groups are also notorious for hiding in civilian zones. ...to protect themselves because they're cowards. They cannot win a fight one-on-one. So they hide behind women and children because they're cowards. It's disgusting. And when you try to shoot back, you end up hitting the women and children they're hiding behind. Rashida Taliki posted... Um post that she ended up deleting that from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. According to the New York Post, this first rose to prominence as the slogan of the Palestinian Liberation Organization during its founding in 1964. It refers to the notion that the land between the Jordan River and the Mediterranean Sea should be entirely under Arab control, with the Jewish state eliminated. To be fair, what I'm going to say next isn't entirely a reflection of Democrats, especially the squad, especially moderate Democrats. The squad did say and condemn all violence on Jews, even though they came from a lot of the violence came following their statements here in America. The attacks on Jews since this escalation and violence over in Israel have risen. Antifa and other far-left riders in New York City assaulted Jewish diners, spitting on them and assaulting them. That led to pro-Israel and far-left protesters facing off. A 29-year-old Jewish man coming to the rally, not even at the rally yet, was jumped coming out of the subway and was beaten. This is following as far-left protesters all over America have carried out pro-Hamas rallies and protests, protests supporting a terrorist organization, protests against Israel. This is not coming from the right. This is coming from the left. And they've been calling Republicans anti-Semitic, but they are have shown over this conflict that they are the actual anti-Semites. Whatever the left calls the American people is what the left is, in fact. Racist. Anti-Semitic. Nazi, dictator, all those labels were put on the American people and their representative. The left, if you examine them closely, are the ones acting like all those labels, the ones carrying out anti-Semitic acts, aside from a few isolated events. And one major event, Charleston, but those were condemned by everybody. The attacks on Jews from the left have not even been checked, with the media still attacking Israel and acting as if the Palestinians and Hamas are the victims. It's disgusting here in America to sit by and watch this. Israel is our ally. Just like to, Taiwan is our ally. Taiwan doesn't trust us to intervene. In interviews, Taiwanese people have not don't believe have said that they don't believe <clears throat> we will help them. Israel knows we won't help them. They took matters into their own hands. We gave the money do the Palestinians, for them to get the bombs to shoot at Israel. It's disgusting. And in 2022 and 2024, we need to think. Not about a global effort. No, we aren't going to lock arms and stand together all around the world. It's impossible. We need to decide between our country and our allies or our enemies. Because there is no in-between. You're either for America and for her allies, or you're against America and for her enemies. And right now, Israel is an ally. They, just like we should, they support Israel first, but they're still a very strong ally. And supporting a terrorist organization that's trying to destroy Israel is beyond reprehensible. ATF nominee David Waco Chipman couldn't define an assault weapon when he was asked. He tried to deflect and say that Congress, he believes that an assault weapon is what Congress defines it as, and he also backed up his claim that he supports a ban on an AR-15. The AR-15 is the most sold gun in the United States of America. Waco Chipman and Democrats are trying to ban the most popular self-defense weapon at the same time that crime levels are at the highest in years. If you're in New York City, it's almost impossible to own a gun. If you're in Chicago, it's almost impossible to own a gun. If you're in Los Angeles, it's almost impossible to own a gun. If you're in Houston, or if you're in Austin, I mean Austin, not Houston. If you're in Austin, it's hard to get a gun. Notice that these cities are having mass migration out to other parts of the country. Notice that crime rights in these cities have skyrocketed to the point that people are getting killed, murdered in broad daylight in the middle of the sidewalk, and the police don't intervene because they aren't allowed to by the Democrats and the far-left lunatics running those cities. At this point... Democrats are saying screw you to the American people and are leaving us out on our own. The fact that Joe Biden appointed somebody who was at Ruby Ridge and Waco, who supports the forceful confiscation of an AR-15 of guns in general, who said that no amendment is absolute, they are in charge and they appointed somebody who has murdered American citizens in two different occasions including women and children babies American babies he murdered he supports the forceful confiscation so to take your guns away he supports coming in with his own guys with guns It's disgusting. This is what happens in communist countries. This is not what happens in America. And if we don't win in 2022 and 2024, it's over. We've strengthened elections in several states, in key states such as Georgia. We're working on it in Arizona. We're working on it in Nevada. We're working on it in Pennsylvania. We're working on it in Michigan if we don't shore those states up and if the American people lose once again then it's over right now they still have to play somewhat safe cause they still gotta win next time but if they don't win next time America is done for as we know it today we live in the freest country in, America, in the world, in world history, and the free c- country is collapsing rapidly before our eyes. A shooting in San Jose, California was covered extensively. Nine people were left dead. However, there was another shooting. In the George Floyd Autonomous Zone in Minneapolis. Let me just start off by saying, if January 6th was the biggest attack on the American government since 9-11, or even the Civil War, as some people are saying, how does it not count? How is it not a bigger to walk into a capital with a few incidents of violence, but not that many. People that are in prison and haven't been allowed to bail out. How are those people more dangerous than people that have created three different separate countries that they claim are separate countries that the American rule of law is not applied at, The people have been murdered at, countless felonies have been committed in those cities the in those areas people who live there are not safe people get raped in the streets shot robbed how is that not worse they're traitors every single one of them in that zone is a traitor to the America to America saying you're in your own country that's treason that is treason The people who stormed the Capitol, though they were wrong, weren't trying to start a new country. They were trying to fix the country. It was a reaction to what has been went on all summer long in 2020 and to an extremely shady election in November of 2020. Taking parts of America and calling, making it your so-called own country how is that not treason you know the South tried to do that and what happened to them the Confederate States of America were beaten it took four years but they did it the traitors were punished they were punished severely why has the same thing not happened however that being said there was a shooting in the George Floyd autonomous zone in Minneapolis like I said earlier, this shooting lasted over a minute. Over 30 shots were fired. And this was all during a live TV broadcast. The Associated Press had a reporter there who had to run for cover. Despite this being broadcasted, it got very, very little attention by the media. One small report by CNN, but other than that, no coverage. Over 30 shots were fired in an American city, and over, it took over a minute. Where do criminals get the confidence to spend over a minute, and nobody was even killed? They spent a minute shooting, and they couldn't hit their target. And the left wants to take your guns. They want to take your right to live as an American citizen, because to the left, the American citizen means absolutely nothing. You are their useful idiots. Now, Donald Trump said that the virus came from a lab in Wuhan, China. The media fact-checked that they removed other people on Facebook and Twitter and social media outlets in general that said that it came from a lab instead of the wet market like we were told. tests have been done. They tried to claim that COVID came from a bat. When people took bats and tested them and tried to make them catch COVID to see if it actually worked, it found out that bats don't catch COVID very easily and they also don't spread it very much. Well, Donald Trump and his supporters were removed for saying that it came from Wuhan. It was called a conspiracy theory, and the people who believed it, conspiracy theorists. Well, the so-called fact-checkers were forced to rescind their fact-checks. Because, obviously, facts change over time. That's just how facts work, as any reasonable person would understand... Yeah, I don't know how that works either. However, the fact checks were rescinded and the White House is investigating a possible outbreak from the Wuhan lab. At the same time, a house bill was brought forth. This bill will target China. It launch it it would launch a coronavirus origins probe and allow victims' families to sue Beijing. This bill was given a standing ovation by both parties when it was brought forth. So maybe we can actually agree as something as Americans and unite on this. Let's unite and face a common enemy. A house divided against itself cannot stand, a wise man once said. Let's take a step back, let's come back together, and let's fight our common enemy. China is our common enemy. If we can actually have bipartisan support on this, and it looks like there will be, then this could be a monumental step forward for American greatness and help bring us back to the world leader. Let's see what the Biden administration's investigation turns up. I don't put much faith in it, but maybe it'll come up with something. Also, let's hope this House bill passes so that victims' families can sue Beijing and try to bring down the might of the Chinese dictatorship and the Chinese Communist Party. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Patriot Herald podcast.